0: Hello and welcome to the Wonderful Words of Life podcast. My name is Jim Duke and I'm the pastor of Olmsted Baptist Church in Olmstead, Kentucky. And I'm thankful you're listening and pray it will be a blessing and help to you. Our subject for uh, today is this, of uh, found in the book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse number 4. The scripture there says, Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. And we're going to take a look at the context of that here in a moment. But this phrase here is coined, the just shall live by his faith. The just shall live by faith. Uh, That is coined here. It's interesting how it is uh, established, this first occurrence of this uh, phrase, this thought, uh, this word from the Lord. It is the Lord that's speaking. Uh, But before we get into uh, the message and, and delve into the four mentions of this, Uh, phrase in this subject. Uh, In the scriptures, we want to just establish biblical and scriptural faith. Uh, Biblical and scriptural faith uh, is always based in and directed toward God, God Almighty. Faith in God Almighty and the Trinity that he is. The scripture speaks much about faith, whether it be in the Father or whether it be in the Son or whether it be in the Holy Spirit in his work and operation. The Holy Spirit is God. He's a a part of the Trinity. He's a he, not an it. And the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, we have faith in them, in God Almighty, in his work. Uh, Hard for us to comprehend about how God is triune the way he is, but he is. We receive it. We accept it. And biblical, scriptural faith, that word faith, uh, other associated words with it, trust, believe, um, having confidence in, uh, is always in and directed towards God, and and God uh, and one of his persons as we deal with different subjects and such as that, but God Almighty uh, as a whole. And so uh, in Habakkuk chapter 2, let's back up, get context of our text verse there in verse number 4. Habakkuk's uh, in chapter two, verse number one, the scripture says, "I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower. I will watch and to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. Habakkuk is an interesting little book. Uh, it's very short, uh, very compact, very concise. Habakkuk is there. And he's, uh, he's observing the condition of Israel. Uh, he lives in a time of the chastisement of Israel. Uh, he's got There's a promise that the Lord brings in regards to judgment and chastisement of Israel using Nebuchadnezzar, the Chaldeans. And uh, the sin of the nation has brought this. The sin of the leadership, the kings, has brought this upon the nation. The willfulness of the people has brought this upon the nation. And he is in pleading God to work. And the answer uh, that he's getting is not, uh, it, it's not uh, rich uh, with deliverance, but it's, uh, it's mighty in the, the, the chastisement that the Lord will bring upon the nation. And so in this chapter 2, Habakkuk says, I'll stand my watch. I'll set me on the tower. I'll do what I can do. And I will watch to see what he, speaking of God, will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And so listen to what the Lord answers him here in a 2, verse number two. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables, those things that the Lord had told him in chapter one, that he may run that readeth it because it's going to be sore. Uh, that bitter and hasty nation is the reference there of the Chaldeans. They won't spare when they come. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Uh, though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. And so the Lord affirms here that what he is determined in a chastisement upon the nation, uh, his judgment upon his nation for the the promise that he made all the way back to the days of Moses. He will bring this judgment. He'll say he's going to bring them a multiple of times of ill upon his own nation, more so than he sought to do the nations of Canaan when he displaced them for Israel's sake. He said, you go away, you you follow me and obey me in my word, I will bless you. He speaks to his nation. But you go away, I'll bring double, I'll bring triple, I'll bring uh, 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 evil upon evil upon you. And it's coming, and Habakkuk has been shown this. The Lord says, it's for an appointed time, it's out there, and at the end it'll be known, because it'll speak and not lie, it'll come to pass, it, it, though it tarry, uh, though it tarry, it, it, it may take a while from the time that I've told you Habakkuk, but wait for it because it will surely come, it will not tarry. It, it's going to come. And that's the judgment of the Lord uh, promised by the Lord unto Israel. The judgment of the Lord promised to the world and to the heathen, to the unrepentant and the unbelieving. The judgment of the world promised in the days of the preaching of John the Baptist that the Lord will judge and his word stands Uh, sure and firm. And we've got the Old Testament scriptures, the New Testament scriptures that tell us about the judgment coming upon this earth and the people, the unrepentant, the unbelieving of this earth. And so he he tells Habakkuk Habakkuk relative to Israel, he says, it's for an appointed time. Uh, I have decreed it. Uh, It'll speak and it'll be known that it's me. It will not lie. But even though it might take a while from this time, this point in time here when he's speaking and and dealing with Habakkuk, he says, wait for it because it will surely come and it will not tarry uh, forever. It won't wait and wait and wait, but the time of judgment will come. Then the Lord says in verse number four, behold, his soul, which is lifted up is not upright in him. And this is speaking of the leader of the Chaldeans. I find this very interesting, just a side note. He's speaking about Nebuchadnezzar is who he's speaking about, a man that he will use to to lead his own nation, that the Lord brought him to power in. He will use Babylonia to deal with and to chastise his own nation, Israel at the same time working in Nebuchadnezzar, ultimately, I believe, is revealed in the book of Daniel, uh, to save him, to save his soul. And so the Lord, as he does, he's, he's working on several, many, many fronts all at the same time. He's working with everybody all at the same time to accomplish his will. And so he says, behold, his soul, which is lifted up, prideful. We see that about Nebuchadnezzar. He admits it. In the book of Daniel is not upright in him, but the Lord says this, but the just shall live by his faith. He makes a contrast in, in the soul of the, uh, the, regarding the soul and the heart of this wicked man who is prideful. He represents just the natural way of man, but then the Lord makes the contrast and says, but the justified, and that's what that's talking about. It's not talking about the self-righteous. It's not talking about the religious, but it's talking about the justified. And maybe that's another word that we ought to deal with in the scriptures. When the Lord, when the scripture speaks about the just, he's talking about those whom he has justified by the righteousness of his son, made just as if we have never sinned. Now we have sinned. We know that we have sinned. We who are saved, we know that we have sinned. We know that we've been forgiven. The atonement, the payment for our sin has been made uh, in and by the Lord Jesus Christ. And then that judicial act that the Lord does and performs for everyone that He saved, justification, it's what he does. He does that alone, looking upon the righteousness of his son, that whose blood covers the sins, covers and washes the sinner, Uh, the justified, the children of God, if you will, shall live by his faith. Faith in self? Faith in the world? Faith in the flesh? No, faith in his God. So we see here in this Habakkuk, and where the phrase is coined, the just shall live by faith, uh, verbatim it says the just shall live by his faith, uh, the same thing we see here that the just shall live by his faith in the Almighty, even in the chastisement in this context of the nation, the chastisement of the nation of Israel. The Lord says, the justified Habakkuk, you will live by your faith in him. And we see from the words of Habakkuk, even in the end of the book, and I challenge you to read read it, it's only a few chapters the, the Habakkuk comes to the conclusion and the end, and this great judgment, uh, this, this chastisement meted out upon his own nation, the nation that he loves, the nation that he's in pleading for the Lord and all the terrible things that are going on in her. Uh, he says, though the whole thing unravels and falls apart, I'm going to trust in the lord and that's what the lord has said unto him in verse number four he speaks that unto us the just shall live by his faith in god almighty even in the chastisement of the nation of israel in the chastisement of the nation even in the accomplishment of god's will that brings hardship and trial you know i don't know i don't know if we're really ready for that statement uh, in our land, we have been so blessed. Our Lord has helped us and been so good to us as a nation, and in the generations that that live or are alive now, the Lord has been so bountiful unto us, so good to us, so peaceable to us. And and uh, we, you know, we, there may be an uh, there may be a thinking that there will not be trial and trouble for the people of God. Uh, there may be a confusion in preaching uh, about uh, the, the trial and the trouble that the children of God will experience. Let us never forget the trial and the trouble that the children of God have experienced as is outlined by the scriptures. You know, listen to Brother Daniel. Brother Daniel was taken captive at a very young age, we understand, for sins that he did not commit. And he, we know that Brother Daniel is a righteous man. He is a righteous and a holy man, not a perfect man. Oh, he is now being with the Lord. But in the day of his life, he was a, he was a sinner, uh, just like you and me. And he kept himself for a lot of, from a lot of things. But he even admits in the Scripture as he writes that he was confessing his own sins because he was a sinner saved by the grace of the Lord. But you know what? He suffered many things in the Lord dealing with the nation. Brother Joseph, what did Brother Joseph do? What did Brother Joseph do? He, he, as far as we have in the scripture, there was no re- word of rebuke whatsoever towards Brother Joseph. We take a look at the apostles. What did the apostles do? They lived for the Lord. They testified to the Lord. And they all may be saved, but Brother John, John the apostle, John the revelator, Maybe save him. All gave their lives for the sake of the Lord. Let us understand that there may be trouble, there may be trial, there may be hardship, but the just shall live by his faith in the Lord. The the Lord's people the Lord's children. It'll be testified in their perseverance by their faith in the Lord. And may God help us in that. Second mention of this phrase, the just shall live by faith, is found in Romans Chapter one, as the Apostle Paul is greeting this church of Rome as he writes unto them, two verses there, verses sixteen and seventeen. He wants to come to them to testify them to them of the Lord and of the Word of God to have fruit amongst them. That's the language that the Apostle uses. And he and he looks to bring uh, the word of God unto them and instruction and to come there and preach the gospel. He says in verse 16 of Romans 1, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It does not cause me to blush. It doesn't cause me to back up. It, it is that by which I've been saved. And, and, and that is the working, a great working of God and salvation of a sinner. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. He gives clarity to this, for it is the power of God unto salvation, the gospel of Christ, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, as outlined by 1 Corinthians 15. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth the gospel, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. How the Jew first? Because as the scripture, and as he outlines in this book, they receive the oracle of God, the word of God first. He says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, because they got the word of God, and also the Greek, the non-Jew, the Gentile, what's, what we are typically uh, in, in our in our land, in our region, in our church, where we we are of no known Jewish descent. Uh, the gospel has come unto us, and the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. May we not be ashamed. May we not blush because of the gospel of the Lord. But may we take it and present it to, the, to sinners far and wide, and and pray that the Lord would bless and that they would believe it because it is the power of God into salvation to every creature. Listen to what the apostle writes, verse 17: For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as this sinner, as that sinner, as another sinner receives that by faith in the Lord, the righteousness of God is revealed and the miraculous saving of a sinner, uh, the longsuffering, uh, the forbearance, the graciousness, the mercifulness, the great love of God, the righteousness of, of God is revealed and every sinner that is saved And here's the qualifier so that we know that that is true. Here's the supporting words that cause us to know that that is true. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. The justified, the saved of the Lord, justified by him, the righteousness of Christ, applied unto them what the Lord has done for them them in his promise, in the fulfilling of his gospel, And, and, and they receiving and believing that the justified shall live by faith. Here we see the justified shall live by his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, in the salvation of his soul. That's the way sinners are saved. So we see in Habakkuk that the just shall live by faith even in trial, even in chastisement of the Almighty upon a nation. Here in Romans chapter 1, and a child of God, you need to know this. You need to know these things. This is a hallmark statement in the scripture that needs to be known. In Romans chapter 1, we see that the just shall live by his faith and the Lord Jesus Christ and his gospel for the salvation of his soul. Then in Galatians chapter 3 a little bit longer reading verses 1 through 14 and the churches of Galatia Asia Minor modern day Turkey they have they have those have had those that have come up from Judea and from the land of Israel and promoting this things of bringing Judaism into the churches and bringing Judaism, parts of Judaism, into the faith. Oh, we see that with the Messianic movement in in our day. There are those Baptists that they say they were saved, and Baptists that have gone off into Messianic Judaism, and 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 that and that is not the way that the Lord has given us in the New Testament and in this church age. Uh, we the the. The ceremonial and sacrificial law is past. We learn from those things. We need to know about those things, but those things are past. Christ is the answer, and never, never has the Lord intended for any Gentile to be brought back into Judaism. Israel has their place, and the things given to Israel uh, that, that are perpetual, they have them uh, showing that that is Christ, Uh, but they need to have the understanding and the order right uh, in those things. It's a subject for another time. But Christ is the answer, and he needs to be the focus, not going back to that old way and those old things. It's really a mockery for a Gentile to undertake the things of Judaism when he has Christ as his Savior in the New Testament scriptures and the order of service in the Lord's churches. It's just, it's an affront unto God. Uh, Indeed, I believe. Well, here in Galatia, these churches were being subject to these things of Judaism, these things of the mixing in of works for the sake of salvation. And so the apostle speaks to them in chapter 3. O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you? That's what he says, that you should not obey the truth. Before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you. He said you saw it in the beginning. You, 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 you Gentiles, you Galatian Gentiles, you, you, you saw how this was the case. This only would I learn of you. Received ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? How was it that you received the Spirit of God? By doing or by believing? Are ye so foolish, having begun in the spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? It said, the flesh is not the savor of the soul. Yes, in the flesh we do serve and obey the Lord, but these are looking to bring that Judaism, that religion uh, of the law and the ceremonial and such back into it. Uh, Circumcision, they say, had to be added, even for the Gentiles, for them to be Their salvation to be secure. Have you suffered so many things in vain? This speaks about, I believe, their early salvation and the things that they suffered under the Jews and even of the Gentiles in the regions where they were found. If it yet be in vain, have you truly believed? He therefore that ministereth to you the Spirit and worketh miracles among you, Doth, doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? The miracles that are done, the ministering of the word of God. Is that by the law or by the hearing of faith? He says here, even as Abraham believed God before the law, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. That's what the word of God says. Abraham believed God, and God counted it to him for righteousness. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith... The same are the children of Abraham. And so we have this connection that transcends the nation of Israel, transcends the law. The law has its place. The law is not a bad thing, It needs it, needs but it fills its place and its place alone. It, it, it's good. And the moral law always stands uh, for the for the, for the wicked and the lawbreaker, it stands against them. And for the child of God, the moral law stands there as a warning, as a fence of where we should not go. Even as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness, verse 7, Know ye therefore that they which are of faith the same are the children of Abraham, before the law, before Israel, and the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, And thee shall all nations be blessed, speaking of Christ. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. He believed God and what God gave him. And now we, having seen Jesus, we believe God and what he has given us. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. You working for your salvation under the law, you are under a curse, for it is written, Cursed is every one that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. A quote of Deuteronomy 27, 26, as Moses preached under the children of Israel there, Cursed be he that confirmeth not all the words of this law to do them, and all the people shall say, Amen. And so he said, Paul writes here in verse 10, he says that Uh, those that look to gain their salvation by the works of the law are under a curse because they cannot keep it and they are duty bound to keep it. And that's what the law proves is that we cannot keep it. Verse 11 of Galatians 3, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident. It can't be. There's no justification by the law. There's only justification by Christ. And here's what he says but that no man is justified by the law on the side of God. It is evident for the just shall live by faith. He quotes Habakkuk again. He quotes that written uh, to the church at Rome. And I don't know about the timing of the writing to the churches at Galatia, most likely the churches of Galatia earlier than the writing to the church at Rome. But the same Phrase coined in Habakkuk, the just shall live by faith. He says, Don't you hear what the Old Testament Word of God says? Don't don't you hear that a man is never justified by the law? He's justified by faith in the Lord, just like Abraham was and just like it is now. Faith in the gospel of the Lord Jesus and the righteousness of the Lord Jesus applied, and therefore the justification by the Father upon the sinner that has been saved. And the law is not of faith, verse number twelve. But the man that doeth them shall live in them. It's a do, do, do. The law is, but from the context of salvation, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. The curse that we could not keep it. If some people might view this about a curse, we don't have to do it. Now, that's not the curse. The curse is is we can't do it. And if that's the requirement, if that's the 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 uh, the, uh, the necessity for the salvation of the soul to keep the law, uh, it's a cursed thing indeed because we've got to keep it. we got to keep on keeping it. And what did we do about all this time before that we didn't keep it? That's the reason we need Christ Jesus and have Christ Jesus as Savior. <clears throat> Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. He hung there for me. And if you're saved, he hung there for you. And he hung there for the sinner that will receive and believe that he has done so for them. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Through faith in the Lord and what he has done. So here we see that no one is saved by their keeping of God's law uh, for mankind and for the Jews No one is saved that way, but saved by the faithfulness of the Lord Jesus Christ, because the just shall live by faith. So the just shall live by faith, even in the chastisement of a nation. The just shall live by faith in his Lord Jesus Christ. And the just shall live by faith, not by the keeping of the law or the keeping of the works for the salvation of the soul. And then we come to Hebrews 10 where much is said about the the the, the drawing near uh, in, in, in difficult times, drawing near into that work of the church, and drawing near to that fellowship that we have in Christ, and drawing near unto our Lord that we not be willful sinners against him. And I'm talking about the saved. That chapter in Hebrews 10 is speaking to the saved, not the unsaved and so he, he he tells about how how great uh, the the uh, the the anger and the chastising uh, 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 onlook of the lord is upon his children that willfully sin against him that's the context that's at hand we pick it up in hebrews 10 verse number 30 And he says this to we who are saved, for we know him that hath said, vengeance belongeth to me. I will recompense, saith the Lord. And so the point is being made, speaking to the children of God, don't willfully sin against your Lord. Don't, you'll have the chastisement of the Lord to pay for it. Don't be willful against him. Uh, Your soul is secure, but as the child of God, you you are not to trample underfoot the blood uh, that has sanctified you and washed you. And so so he says, remember what he says about the damned. He will avenge his people, and he will avenge his holiness and righteousness. And then the writer of Hebrews, in chapter 10, verse 30, says, and again, there at the end, and again it is written, the Lord shall judge his people. So he reminds us about the vengeance that he will take upon the damned and the unrepentant and unbelieving. And then he reminds us again that he will judge us. He will judge us. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God, verse 31, verse 32 of Hebrews 10. But he encouraged them, call to remembrance the former days. Earlier, back closer to when you were saved in which after you were illuminated you endured a great flight of afflictions remember those times partly whilst you were make a gazing stock both by reproaches and afflictions and partly whilst you became companions of them that were so used remember remember that that time after you were saved and 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 there uh, with the brethren and with the children of God saved by him enduring shame for the name for the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ and joining the Lord Jesus Christ in that shame. For ye had compassion of me and my bonds and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that ye you have in heaven a better and enduring substance. You even helped me, the writer says, cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward, confidence in the Lord, the reward, the blessing, of following the Lord and walking with him and being a partaker, partaker of the reproach of Christ. It hath great recompense of reward, a great payment that the Lord has in store and rewards for his children, faithful to him in this life. Verse 36, for ye have need of patience, that after that ye have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For a, yet a little while, verse 37, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Remember, he's coming. He's on the way. Uh, st- stand fast, and even enduring hardship, as we've seen before. Even enduring hardship, and, and 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 being there near the reproach and in the reproach that Christ bore for us, uh, may we uh, uh, have comfort and joy. And that knowing that the Lord is coming with us, he has a reward for us for yet a little while. And he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Verse 38, and he reminds us, now the just shall live by faith. And that's what we've been given to live by is faith in our Lord. Come what may, may God help us. It's easy for me to say the words, but come what may, the just shall live by faith. And may we live by faith in our Lord knowing that he has made us promises, knowing that he is coming for yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Remember, remember back, and don't be willful in sinning, and remember that the Lord is coming. Remember we'll stand before him and give him account, give an account unto him, and remember to pray to him that he would help us with the help that we need to live for him. Now the just shall live by faith, verse 38, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. I have been thinking about this passage and this portion of this verse. Is that the Lord speaking? But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Is that the apostle that's writing, speaking? But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Uh, Who is it that's speaking? I tell you what, when the children of God, when we uh, follow after the evil, and I think that's what the evil is that the Lord prays to keep us from in John 17, that of faithlessness. When we find ourselves not believing the Lord, when we find ourselves before our Lord not believing and trusting in what he has said, But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. What's that mean? If any man draws near and will have faith in his Lord, the Lord will have pleasure in him. Indeed. Verse 39. But we are not of them who draw back into perdition, into willfulness and sinfulness, and the way that we've been saved from we don't draw back. We're not of them that draw back, but of them, we are of them that believe to the saving of the soul. The just, the justified by God shall live by faith in him. Here we see that the just shall live by his faith in his God, in his servants and obedience to him. The just shall live by his faith in his God, in his service and obedience to him. So where the phrase is coined there in he- Habakkuk rather, chapter 2, verse number 4, the just shall live by his faith in the Almighty, even in the chastisement of the nation, even in the accomplishment of God's will that brings hardship and trial. In Romans chapter 1, the just shall live by faith. He'll just, the just shall live by his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ in the salvation of his soul. In Galatians uh, chapter 3, Verse number 11, the just shall live by faith. No one is saved by keeping the keeping of God's law for mankind. We are saved by faith in our Lord and not by the keeping of the law. And then in Hebrews chapter 10, the just shall live by his faith in the Lord and his God in his service and in his obedience to Him, to God Almighty, the just shall live by faith in his God, in service and obedience. In conclusion, connection and application, we want to go, this chapter 10 is leading up to that that Hallmark passage and chapter in Hebrews 11 about the honor roll of faith. And many of the saints there are listed in the things that they endured. We know about those accounts in the Old Testament scriptures. Many of them named and many of them not named. I would say even more not named in that chapter. But how is it it that they're noted there? How is it that the Lord lists them there? What is the purpose that the Lord lists them in this chapter, uh, uh, in this uh, honor roll of faith? Is just that they believe what God said in their day with the things that they faced. Remember, it says there in Hebrews 11, 6, But without faith it is impossible to please him, to please God. For he that cometh to God, this speaks about the faith, the beginning of the faith. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, that he is there. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Without faith it's impossible to please him. And the justified shall live by faith. Not by works. Not by our own way or design. But by faith in our Lord and his Savior, his gospel, and his word. Faith in him. Faith in him and his power. His word his Savior, and his promises. The just shall live by faith in God. May the Lord help us. May we be encouraged in that. May we be reminded of that. And may our Lord help us to remember uh, these wonderful things. If you're under the hear of my voice and you're not saved, we point you to the Lord Jesus Christ. Repent of your sins. You're guilty before God. The law testifies to that fact. And there is no help or hope for you in and of yourself. There's no help or hope for you in the law. There's no help or hope for you, from, for you from any person in regards to that of eternity. No person here can help you. No person on this earth. No matter how dear a friend. No matter how dear a loved one. There is not one person that can help you in regards to eternity. But the Lord Jesus Christ can. And he is able. He has done all that is necessary for the salvation of a sinner like you. And we point you to him. And the command of the Lord is that you come to him in repentance of your sins before God. You're guilty. Come to him with no ifs, ands, or buts. And believe and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. By faith. By faith is the design of the Lord. To trust in him and what he's done. Not what you can do for him. Not what you can do to make yourself acceptable to him, but what he has done that a sinner like you might be saved. Repent and believe and trust in the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ in a substitutionary way for you, for your sins, for the need of your soul. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your good word. We thank you, Father, for your design and your operation. Father, we thank you for... All that you are and all that you've done and are doing and will do, Father. We, we rest in you. We trust you. We believe you. We thank you for salvation full and free. And for those not saved, Father, we pray that you would open their eyes, open their hearts and their ears, that they might see Jesus. They might see their great need of the Savior. They might see the awfulness of their sin before you. And, Lord, that you'd save their souls. They might come to you in repentance and faith as you command and, Lord, that you would help and work as you only can. Help us, fathers, your children, that we would live by faith in you and every aspect and everything that comes along in life. Lord, Father, that we would live by faith, the just shall live by faith. May we remember that until the day that we see our Savior, when faith gives way to sight. Help now we pray and bless. We ask it all in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Well, thank you for listening. And I look forward to the next time when we can take a look in our Lord's Word together on the wonderful Words of Life podcast.